everybody, welcome to episode 48 of Screen Champs. I'm your host, Dubs, here with my co-host, the Mad Man Moan. What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? Uh, today, today's episode is kind of an interesting one, because uh, Alec Baldwin's a murderer, and we're going to go over that, probably the biggest news recently, and then we're going to discuss one of the biggest, most anticipated movies of the year, HBO Max's Dune, which I think also came out in theaters. So we got a lot going on. Uh, let's start with Alec Baldwin. It's, it's a big story. And the way people are running with it, it kind of blew my mind. I wasn't expecting it because they're calling him a murderer. Like, some people are like, yeah, like, he killed someone. I saw a tweet where it was, someone was like, oh, Alec Baldwin discharged the gun that killed the cinematographer. And someone was like, correct tweet, Alec Baldwin shoots cinematographer and they and kills them. And I was like, oh, my God, like. Are people really turning it like that? Are you surprised with how people have reacted to this just in general without even knowing anything? Because the assumption is that he obviously didn't just pull out a gun and shoot someone in cold blood, which I assumed just when I saw the initial headline. Are, are you surprised with how people have responded? I'm surprised with how quickly it has turned, right, his image. Because for for this, like, recently, I feel like everyone loved him, right? Like, his take on... as. Donald Trump on SNL, like people liked it. Like he, he's always been a guy that people liked, uh, and I didn't realize how much people hated him. I know he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, and I, I know that's kind yeah. of his thing. I know he's all about it, but it's one of those things where like they like him for that or something. I think um, Alec Baldwin's public perception could probably be best described as complicated. Okay, I think most notably is when he bitched out his daughter and called her a fat pig. And then she like released the voicemail or got out. I'm not sure, but Yikes. I mean, he went in on her. He went in. And she was like 11 <laughs> or something. So yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh, <laughs> well, that's yeah. yeah. That's like personal stuff to you. Um, I I just mean in in I mean SNL you know gave him a pretty big you know deal or contract so he yeah. could be Donald Trump and um I I just feel like yeah he he's been like a dick he's been an asshole like that's his whole shtick i feel like he embraces that um and i just thought it was one of those things where they just you know like loved him for that not that it was cool but then i'm seeing all this hate on like twitter and just on like the media and um a, a lot of hate on twitter i man, people are diving in and i that 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 kind of like could like confuse me especially especially considering some of the stuff i saw that he has said or done yeah um, you know previous to this incident that is somehow you know, some way connected or some shit. Oh, well, is there stuff connected? Because I feel like so much of this backlash about him as a person has absolutely nothing to do with what happened on set, the tragedy that happened. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Helena Hutchins, who lost her life, it's terrible, terrible accident, you know, especially for, you know, for us. And we're, and we were a podcast where we talk about movies and TV show all the time. And we, we love to make believe and, you know, we we love the fun of it all to have someone you know die trying to make make believe. It's it's very sad. So yeah, you know, super empathetic to that. But I, you know, it's like if Alec Baldwin is the biggest asshole on earth, which he very well may be. So what? Like, who cares? It has nothing to do with this. And I just think it's yeah. weird that that's part of the discourse. And I because that became part of the discourse, I felt like it was really hard to track even exactly what was going on. And part yeah. of it is. You know, the 24-hour news cycle, and everyone has to put something out immediately. So, obviously, right when something, right when any information comes out, there's an article. 
And yeah. the minute there's any new information, a new article. And it's article after article. And I, we were talking right before the pod. You know, it really should be like, hey, Alec Baldwin shot someone on set. That's all we know. We're going to gather some information. We'll get back to you. And then it should be like four or five days. And they should yeah. put out an article. Who's they? I don't know. But they, just the collective they, should put out an article five days later with all the information in it. But instead, we yeah. get a new information with one new sentence every six hours. And you're trying to like piece together what's going on. It's been all over the place. Never mind the fact that Alec Baldwin is a noted like anti-gun person. You know, in the same yeah. way you could say there's like gun nuts, he's like an anti-gun nut. You know, he's the opposite. Yeah. And so now everyone that's pro-gun is like, oh, Alec Baldwin, you know, if you hate guns so much, stop shooting people. And it's this, uh, it's it got, it's just the discourse around this is so annoying. And so when we were even deciding to talk about it, I'm still like, I don't even know exactly what happened. So I went through yeah. like 17 different articles and I feel like, we have a we we have the breakdown of what went down. So so let's yeah, run thank, through this. Thank God, yeah. Because I I I feel like I need this a little bit too. Because I feel like I might have jumped the gun a little bit. But uh, then oh, jumped the gun. But then um, <laughs> uh, um, Ew, was but, it a cold gun? <laughs> Boom. But uh, I know, right? I I've seen more of his previous tweets or previous previous statements regarding guns and how it all like unfolds here and just. It's a trip. I don't know. It's wild. All right. So the cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, and one other crew member were shot when Alec Baldwin was rehearsing a scene that involved him pointing his gun at the camera. So he was practicing, like, unholstering it and taking it out. He was, like, practicing how he was going to do it. They were standing behind the camera. Apparently, there was, like, some shadows in the mix. So they're moving the camera around. He's practicing with them. They're trying to get a good angle. And boom, the gun goes off. Um, this gun had to be checked. So it's a real gun, which I was actually kind of shocked by. I don't know anything about movie sets. I assumed they just had fake guns. Why wouldn't you? Unless you need to kill someone with it. Like, why do you need a real gun? But apparently they use real guns. So that's kind of crazy in and of itself. But I guess that's pretty commonplace. Authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. That's be so real. So real. Everyone on set's going to die. Um, yeah. So it's not fun. I don't want to make jokes. Um, and so the cast and crew have been assured that Baldwin was handling a cold gun, which is what they call it when it has no live rounds in it, or it might have blanks, you know, but essentially nothing to shoot someone with. To have the gun be considered cold, it would need to go through the film's armor, and who was Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, to check to make sure the barrel was empty, and double-checked by the assistant director, Dave Halls, before it's handed to the actors. So the person, the armor, the person who's handling all the guns needs to check it, the assistant director needs to check it, and then they give it to the actor, saying, hey, the gun's cold, you're good to you know, holster it and play around with it. Now, as this information came out, more information came out about the safety issues. Several union crew members walked off the set due to concerns over gun safety procedures and other safety issues and COVID protocols. And they also allegedly refused to pay for hotel rooms in pricey Santa Fe, asking some crew members to stay in Albuquerque instead, a one-hour drive from the set. I don't want to be cynical here, but I read that and I was like, dang, they're like, they're walking off because like, they're not following these guidelines, like COVID safety protocols. Like, you know, I'm just kind of, that's, you know, unless Tom Cruise is walling out, I'm surprised that, you know, the crew is so concerned about the safety. And then I saw they had to drive an hour and I was like, that's why they walked off. They just didn't want to drive an hour to the set every day. Yeah. Again, not to be too cynical. 
Gun safety matters, though. That That's like, if they're concerned about gun safety, it's not happening. I get that. But apparently all the union, the tenured members, the people who know what to do, left. Now, this has been part of the narrative is like, because of that, that's why this happened. But apparently this only happened six hours after a bunch of these members left set. And there was also an incident with live rounds going off that happened the Saturday before. So it really seems like these these union members weren't making much difference, to be honest. I, I just don't think that they're, this like part of the narrative has any effect on this story. It's clearly the people specifically handling the guns that were just not doing their job correctly. At least yeah. this is my perspective here. Just reading between the lines, you know? So the biggest red flag here is that when the cops were investigating, they found the live rounds and the uh, fake rounds right next to each other. So the blanks and the live rounds are sitting in the same area, which could cause an issue because that's, I, I just, I just didn't understand too. I'm like, well, if this gun is being used as a prop in the movie, why would it ever like, it's like, Oh, we're, you know, we're done for the day. Let me load it with live ammo and then set it down and we'll use it tomorrow. I didn't understand how live ammo would even get in it. Come to find out that apparently the crew like during downtime was using these guns to just shoot cans because that's what you do in New Mexico because it's New Mexico. So there's just desert. They're like, Oh, we're like, we're taking a lunch. Great. We're going to go shoot cans. It seems like what happened was Al was given this gun. It was fine. It was cleared, whatever. Then everyone went to lunch. The crew used the gun. This is a little speculation because they're not exactly sure the timeline. This is just me reading through it because they went to lunch the crew uses this gun for fun, and then they all came back from lunch. The gun hadn't been re-cleared, and they kept doing their thing, assuming that there wasn't any live rounds in it. And I, that seems to be how this all played out. At least from the different stories I've read, they're still investigating, but that seems like the most likely thing here. Now, the question that, that I guess we're asking, is Alec Baldwin at fault for this? Like, someone's at fault. Like, someone messed up, whether it's the crew... Who's using the gun for fun, which can't like be a part of any safety protocols that are real in any way. Um, or it's got to be the armor or someone. But is this Alec Baldwin's fault? Because a lot of people are blaming him. I think it, um, like, man, it, I mean, it's tough. It, it is tough. I feel like if I was handed a gun, I would just check the gun and make sure everything's good. Like, I especially knowing the concerns of people walking out about like safety and like protocols and like things like that. Then I I feel like I would just have to, but I'm that's just who I am. I am a little nervousy, you know. Sometimes situations like that. I like Baldwin probably, you know, he's a professional actor. He probably thought everything was handled the way it should have been, and it's hard to put blame on him. It just doesn't look good considering he is anti like gun and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's so anti gun. You know, does he know what to check for? Like, is it would it be wrong of him to say, oh, I don't know how to check a gun to be cleared, but. The people on set that were in charge of it said that it was good to go, so I used it. Like, is that I or mean, what if what if he's like using his situation to be even more anti-gun? Like, see, this is why <laughs> I just I just shoot someone to make this point. Guns are bad. Uh, yeah, no, right? Like, I it just I don't know. Like, I feel like um, and, and how different are the live rounds from the blank rounds? Like, what do those even look like? If blank rounds work in a real gun, like, do they look similar? They just don't have gunpowder? Like, I don't know. But it's a tragedy. It's it's unfortunate. It's wild. It's crazy. It's very sad that it happened. It's, I mean, insane that someone lost their life over this kind of, like, low-budget movie in New Mexico. 
Yeah, it's like who 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 else is acting in this movie? Just him, right? Him and a bunch of nobodies. Well, the other thing too, we don't even know how involved he is. Like he could that could have been his first day on set, you know? Damn. Or I mean, his like, I don't think it was because his stunt double was the one that fired two rounds the Saturday previous. But I, I mean, oh. someone you know. So we but we don't know how much he was there, how long he was there. We don't know how big of a role he has in this movie. We don't, no one knows anything. We just know he happens to be the one holding the gun at the time. It's not a good look at all. Um, and then I've you know I've seen people like. You know, I've seen the hate, but I've also seen people like, man, this is probably something that he's going to be traumatized with his whole life. Like, this is something where, you know, he probably won't make a movie anymore. Like, things like that. Like, how is, how is it going to affect him type of thing? Kind of, like, offering support to him in this situation. Yeah, um, I think it's fair. And, and, and the people were explaining, like, oh, you know, like... It's on the prop master. You know, you should have checked this off. There's, they have to. There's protocols with checking things off. He gets handed to him. Of course, he's an actor. He's practicing a quick draw. It's going to go off. Um, and then they were talking about the bullets. Like, see the bullets itself. Like, they are prop guns. Like, you do it, and it sounds like an explosion, and, you know, there's dust and shit like that. But there's little shards in that, and that thing could fly off and penetrate and kill someone. But that was before they found out the news that, you know, there was actually like live bullets and you know the 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 bullet problem because there was a bullet problem. I guess they showed up and there was just all types of bullets, you know? and, yeah. And uh and so you know, people were offering support before like a lot of information came out, and now a lot of information came out, and now we know so much more, and it's it's you know, things are just kind of tough. And you know, I, I guess they hired like a law firm or something, right, to try to handle this and um I, I I think I read somewhere where they like they weren't gonna persecute you know I like Baldwin or they weren't gonna do no, that like there's no way he was gonna go to jail but then now I'm reading that like oh there's an active investigation now and there's an autopsy or something and I'm like damn that, now it just seems like a big kind of legal problem um it's it, I mean it, it was already bad right when it, it happened and it, you know it's obviously a tragedy but now I'm just seeing how how big it really is uh, in terms of legality. Well, I mean, yeah, someone's dead. You know, I mean, it makes sense. Like, yeah. there's, you know, you can't just be like, well, oh, that was a bad mistake. Well, you know, we'll get them next time. Sorry, guys. Like, Hire no, someone cinematographer or something. Yeah. <laughs> just like, It'd be terrible, right? Jeez Louise. And, no, but, you know, there's, so so there has to be something. There has to be some accountability. And I, I feel like that accountability is going to fall on the person who loaded the gun. And then it's going to fall on the people who cleared the gun. Now, there's this weird part. And the reason I was kind of talking about where I was speculating, they went to lunch and then he came back using the same gun because one of the articles said the Rust production, the movie's called Rust, by the way. I don't even know if we ever said yeah. that. The Rust production broke for lunch around 1230 on Thursday. When the cast and crew returned back from the set after lunch, Souza said he was not sure if the firearm that Baldwin was using was checked again. As Baldwin was practicing a cross draw, he looked over his shoulder of Hutchins and heard what sounded to him like a whip and then a loud pop, which is obviously when she was shot. So it seems like it was after lunch. So there is that speculation about, like, was this checked again? Which that's why the only thing that made sense to me is that they used it when they went on lunch. They used the gun for target practice because they just happened to use these guns for target practice. I don't see any other way that a gun that had been cleared previously would then just, you know, someone's like, let me just load it. Oh, we're going to lunch. Let me load the gun real quick so we can clear it later. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So uh, it just seems like someone was wildly neglectful. 
and then you could say careless. maybe it's on Alec Baldwin if he didn't get the gun cleared again or like grabbed it. Like, there's definitely negligence here, uh, but I don't know. It's just such a wild story. I, I, but I just I hate the people that use it to like craft a narrative, right? Like now, yeah, people are saying like, oh, you know, Alec Baldwin, like anti-gun. Look at you now, idiot. And it's like, does that? This doesn't like make this. This is not an argument for or against guns. Someone just got shot. Like it's you know more of an argument for like gun safety on sets and should they be using yeah. real guns? Nah, but none of this has to do with like policy decisions or anything like that. And the fact that people yeah. make it like that is why people are so annoying. And it kind of feels like a Twitter problem. But when articles keep using Twitter to like back up their like thoughts, oh, this whole article based on this tweet that. Has like three likes, and it's like, well, now I have to respond to it. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. People are just so the narrative around it got so crazy. I just can't stand it. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of people feel this type of way, man. There's a lot of a lot of weird tweets, a lot of weird TikToks I've seen, and I, it's 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 hard too because then you have to know what information you're getting from and how valid things are because then you're being you know misled or if you're not doing your own education then. Then you could, you know, assume something. I, I think like the Mel lady was like, "Oh yeah, you're about like, oh, you killed someone, crazy, right?" I'm like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like what? Yeah, what? What's going on here? Let me let me look into it, you know." But it just, you know, miss misspeaking and miss saying, you know, some stuff. He'll freaking create a narrative. You might just create a narrative without even knowing what you're doing. Yeah, I created a narrative right now, uh, just speculating, <laughs> saying random stuff. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, but it's important. So you know, you know, it's important. Some of the facts are out there, and and then we could you know judge or do whatever once you know there's that court ruling or once there's you know legality, lawyers involved, mm. and things like that. And you know, I think an autopsy is like six to ten weeks or something like that for them to figure out how this person died. So this is going to be talked about for a while, I think. But yeah, so we'll see. Um, so are we, are we team Alec Baldwin? Like, are we are we saying we support him? Are we? Are you on the fence, or are you just team like uh, Second Amendment? Because it seems like where uh, it is, you're you're either a firm believer in the Second Amendment, therefore taunting Alec Baldwin for killing someone and being anti-gun. That's one stance. The other stance is supporting Alec Baldwin, um, not necessarily supporting him in the shooting, but just you know his overall mental health and understanding he's going through a rough time. I think I'm just I'm like in the like I'm a little in the fence for sure. Okay. Because, you know, there's a, the, I mean, I, I think all this was just a recipe of disaster. Everything was not like, like this. It, it had to happen. If this didn't happen now, it was going to happen eventually because mm. everyone was still, they were still doing the, the shooting rounds, you know, in between takes or whatever, yeah. goofing off. You know, no one's really checking guns. No one's really checking bullets. Like, no one cares about COVID. Like, there, there's already a lot of messiness as, as it is. Um, and uh and you know also alec baldwin like he should have checked the gun i feel like i would have checked the gun but again like if you're being told Mm. oh no this gun's good it's a cold gun there's nothing in it then you're gonna be like okay i'm an actor i've done so many movies Mm. i've probably had a situation like this before and nothing happened but you know this is kind of lower budget i think there's less money involved so i don't know who's the studio behind this but yeah no it's true i mean we'll see um whoever was neglectful whoever didn't do their job uh, when it involves guns, uh, I hope that they're held accountable because what the hell? And I feel like that's the yeah. most sensible thing to say. But uh, we'll, fin- we'll find out next year or something. Yeah. After, <laughs> after this <one>. autopsy. <laughs> six to ten weeks, more like six to ten months. 
Maybe in years. There's going to be a movie. Yeah, you're going to see another true true crime. You know? Oh, God. They make a movie Alec about Baldwin. this movie? Jeez. Yes. That's way to go, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of guns, uh, we got the new Michael Bay movie trailer for Ambulance uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. So, uh, first of all, this trailer just starts out with him saying, uh, what does he say? He's like, hey, brother. Like, hello, brother. Something like, thank you, brother. Sorry, brother. But the way he says brother just cracked me up. I just had to say that before I forget. Because uh, it's super important, obviously. But what's yeah. cool about this trailer, more so than the actual trailer itself, which is all over the place, but very exciting, is that this is a movie that we talked about on our very first episode of Screen Champs. Uh, we talked about a movie called Songbird, which was a pretty much universally despised COVID uh, production. Yeah. And we talked about this. I think we talked about something else, too. Do we talk about something else? I think there, I think there might have been something else. Some other movie news? I think there was another one. I, I think we saw the show notes. I could look it up. But we for sure talked about Ambulance as a movie that's in production. Jake Gyllenhaal, based on a Danish movie of the same name. And we got a trailer. And it looks like some Michael Bay chaos. Uh, what did you think about this trailer, man? man? It's so, super Michael Bay, man. <laughs> I loved everything about it. I'm excited for the action that's going to happen. And, uh, and you know, another Jake Gyllenhaal hitter. Uh, I'm excited to see him and, you know, support his brother in this movie with money. <laughs> yeah. Did it's you unfortunate. Did you like The Guilty? Uh, you know what? I didn't finish it. I, I saw it and I was entertained, but I, I feel like it, it was like, all right. Oh, interesting. I feel like you're using the yeah. word entertained wrong. Uh, it sounds like you were bored by it and turned it off. Uh, sure. Yeah, I don't know the, <laughs> just le- the legality of my uh, usage of uh, entertain, but uh, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that I fell asleep. So okay. Uh, oh well, that's you know, fair. Yeah, I mean that could be a mixture of yeah. many things. <laughs> falling asleep is different than turning it off, right? There, falling asleep and not revisiting is different from being like, yeah, I'm just gonna rewatch The Office or something like. Because no, no, yeah. it was on. I just you know the the couch felt a little bit better that day. Yeah, no, totally valid, totally valid. A little bit. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, the guilty was solid, uh, but it's kind of this weird little detour for Jake Gyllenhaal with these couple movies that seem. I, I don't know. It, it the guilty was good, but it wasn't great. Uh, but it was with another big director, Anton uh, mm-hmm. Fuqua, or however you say it. And now this is a Michael Bay movie. And I was thinking about when I was watching it, and because it made me think of Bad Boys Two so much, and I love Bad Boys Two. I just think it's just chaotic, awesome action movie. It's like two and a half yeah. hours long, so crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple scenes that I feel like don't even fit in with the movie; they just are there. It's like some, you know, yeah. like like a boat gets shot from some helicopters. I'm not even sure why. Like it's just it's just cool to see. And Michael Bay is like, hell yeah, do it, do it, shoot it. Um, man, and it's yeah, kind of that respect vibe. on uh, Transformers. There you, know? you go, Transformers sorry, is great. Sorry to cut you off, but tra- Transformers, a lot of explosions, a lot of cars being exploded. Yeah, no, like, the, damn cool, hundred percent. And I was thinking that I think I'd rather see, and this is after I just watched Dune. This is going to sound a little controversial, even though Denny Villanueva or whatever has made some of my favorite movies, including Prisoners, yeah. which is wild. Um, is I think I'd rather see the best Michael Bay movie than the best Denny movie. I'm not sure if I actually mean that, but I just said it. Oh. I just, some of these movies, Michael Bay movies, when they work, they're just so fun and crazy and chaotic and exciting. And it's like, you know, they're all, they're just so everything. Like if they're, 
They got the army in them. It's like the most patriotic thing you've ever seen. You know, I, I'm like saying the Pledge of Allegiance during the credits. Like, he just does something. It's just so, <laughs> it's just so wild that I can't get over it. And it's he's never been more in the Michael Bay bag than for this movie. This trailer has so many insane slow mo scenes. Just Jake Gyllenhaal pointing the gun at the camera, slow mo panning around. There's a beautiful woman. It's like it's just a Michael Bay thing. It's just all there. It's all there. It's gonna be great. <laughs> well, all right. I, I don't think it's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be fine. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be great. I, I just think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh I think the the problems I'm gonna have with this movie are gonna be like much like these heist type movies. It's just that the plot's gonna be kind of generic. The actors, some of the actors are going to be forgettable. Some of them, I, I don't even know. I I only know two actors in this movie. Three, like 2.5 actors I know. Maybe 2.75 because I kind of know the girl a little bit. Um, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> but I think it's, you know, it's going to be just a generic kind of action movie. And you're going to be mm. like, oh, shoot, Michael Bay. That's great. That makes a lot of sense. All the explosions. I He does explosions better than anyone else. Like there's, he does. Yeah, there's, oh, he does. there's action, and there's Michael Bay action. And for, yeah. he 100% does it. It's just that usually yeah. it there's also like this odd kind of like humor that doesn't really work. It kind of feels out of place, and it's like a little misogynistic. And, and I feel like Bad Boys, it yeah. works the best because you have Will Smith and Martin Lawrence who are very capable of being funny. And so it's just this perfect blend with his awesome action scenes. They're great comedy. But like the Transformers movies, they they started getting away from Shia in the first one was so good of just being hilarious. And then yeah. it started going away and then we got Ken Jeong like walling out and shit and it just it loses the comedy part. It got a little goofy. And when it when it's not funny anymore, then it's like just way too much action. It's like fucking action overload. So, we'll see. Now, this movie doesn't look funny at all. It doesn't look like there's any opportunities for humor at all in this movie. Uh, so hopefully it's a good action movie. I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. But but like I said, like I'm I'm, I'm putting my expectations a little bit lower because uh, I don't know. I, I I just feel like it uh, it might not be that great. Um, but yeah, it's still a lot of fun. And, and also the whole point is like it's kind of jacked up. Like it's like yeah, this guy's coming to his home. You like for some money and he's like yeah you want that how about like three million dollars you like that <laughs> we're like, gonna rob a bank <laughs> you know it's like it just escalates so quickly yeah. you know, like, he, and he's like when have i ever like strayed you like whenever i ever done you wrong and he's like oh, i mean never i guess we do have to rob a bank you're right i mean you've presented your argument is that you've never uh led me astray so with that and meanwhile said, we're like in a yeah. garage with like exotic vehicles <laughs> i'm like bro just can i borrow one of these real quick let me just sell it <laughs> what's going you know, on get, get a few bucks and then, you know i'll take care of my wife and it will come back and do whatever you want me to do <laughs> now i owe you so <laughs> i don't know uh it just yeah, yeah i, I saw that and i was like oh of course of course you know but you know this guy he's got his back against the wall he's gotta you know help his jake Gyllenhaal friend steal some money or are, are they actually brothers i don't know yeah, because I, I I saw there was like a recast. It was like they had Dylan O'Brien as like this guy, but the um, interesting the guy from yeah from uh, what's his name ya- Yahweh? I think it's like ya- ya- Yahweh Yahweh or something like that. Yeah, I, I can never uh, pronounce his name. So if you could, uh, you know, someone can help me out, that'd be great. Yeah. I, I don't know. His being name extremely disrespectful here. Yeah, 
Ah. Yeah, but he's, he's a good actor. I, I like him. Just wasn't really good in Candyman, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Yeah, it is that guy. Now I recognize him. Um, yeah. I didn't even. They, that's the only guy he recognized. <laughs> yeah. Some Latina, you know, Michael Bay just had to get some eye candy in there. Yeah. And uh, freaking uh, this white guy that I feel like I've seen in every freaking movie. <laughs> like, just yeah, he's like, we can't let him leave the city. We got to block it off here, here. It's like, okay. It's like, we, we got a cop in there, boys. We can't, we, we're not going to shoot that. Animal. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's wearing like a USC hat. Yeah. And like, so, like, you know, because he's undercover, I, I, I guess. Yeah, it's so funny. And uh, next up, we got a, uh, a movie that, you know, I'm excited for just based on the uh, star power around it. Uh, it's, this is Being the Ricardos teaser trailer dropped. Uh, so this is going to be Aaron Sorkin, written and directed by. Uh, most recently did Trial of the Chicago 7. Uh, so, you know, excited for anything from Aaron Sorkin. And starring Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball and Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz. It's only a teaser, so it's pretty short. But uh, Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem, they're doing it. Like, it, they... You know, they look great, especially uh, Javi, uh, Javier as Desi. It's, I feel like it was spot on. Uh, it looks awesome. And I, I have all the faith in the world in Aaron Sorkin to put together a engaging movie about uh, I Love Lucy. I think it's it's covering a week of I Love Lucy. So shooting and just kind of, so it's a week in the life and just kind of dealing with stuff they went through. And Lucille Ball is a badass. Like she did a lot of cool things in her life. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of a trailblazer for women in entertainment in a lot of ways. So uh, I'm excited to see how it goes. Yeah, me too. I, I, I don't know if you saw any episodes of I Love Lucy, but um, oh, yeah. I did, man. I did. I You know, something about growing up with no cable. <laughs> you know, you just had to watch whatever was on. And uh, and and it, it just, uh, it, it, it's an interesting thing, uh, just like cinema and like just, just Hollywood, like, at this time like i i i love i love it so much yeah like, mm. just like this golden age of like movies or like tv show like, i just love it so much so you know any movie or whatever kind of transports me back to that time like i'm all about it you know e- even if it's a little bit too on the nose or whatever i still love it i i, I just love kind of seeing it on screen and i love seeing all those kind of movies um like uh like hollywood land i don't know if you saw that one but you know so, so I, I know there's been stuff recently but i don't know why that one you know popped up in my head right now but just being transported back there i'm just all about it so i'm and especially if it's like a behind the scenes of like you know one week of the show like i don't know i i, I just like everything about it yeah sweet yeah I, I i don't know much else to say but aaron sorkin i'm in you know he, all you have to say was aaron sorkin Never mind everything else. I'm there yeah. every time. Yeah, so. I know you like him. I know you like him. I just, yeah, I, he, yeah. Ooh, tell me about your uh, dislike for Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about. No, this. I feel like sometimes he could be just you know like, like he's glorified a little bit because of his previous things. So I, I'm not saying this is going to be bad. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not saying this is going to be bad. Like I'm, I'm definitely not. It's different from like ambulance. I, I, I think this would be the, the better thing, right? Um, but, uh, Aaron Sorkin, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, you know, cause he's very like wordy, right? It's very like dialogue driven and stuff. Well, yeah. And, uh, I mean, you said sometimes you... it works and other times it doesn't. Like, I, I think when I saw, he did Steve Jobs, right? He did, uh, Jobs. He did do Steve no, Jobs. Steve Jobs yes. Yeah. There was some conversations in the movie where I was like, damn, this is intense. And there's other times I was like, man, this is annoying. So wow. Fair enough. I get the, the good and the intense part rather than like the annoying part. <laughs> I mean, you know, he also wrote uh, Moneyball. I guess you're not a big fan of that one. 
No, see, I, great movie. Love my what Trash Chicago Seven didn't love it that much. Yeah, Social Network, Big or oh, that's different. That like, yeah, that's a different movie. Yeah, oh yeah, about? it's a great movie. I'm just saying, you know, because you're, you're like, I feel like he's you know held in high regard for things he's done. I mean, that's literally every one we're talking about. We you know like people because of the things they've done. Like, it's yeah, makes sense. He's he's the best. I, now, I Charlie Chicago Seven. You don't like it? I mean, that's fair. I would say it's probably one of the weaker ones overall. But um, yeah, I think based off Social Network, Moneyball, Molly's Game, I like Steve Jobs actually. I think he's. I like Steve Jobs a lot. I just like I just thought of myself fucking hating <laughs> just <hating laughs> Steve Jobs. But that's just shout out to the acting and freaking just the whole movie. It, it's actually a really good movie. Maybe I'm mis misspeaking here a little bit, and that's fair. But. uh Oh no! You can go go off. Can't go off on it. You you can no no no. It's just like the whole. It's just like the whole like dialogue stuff. Like I've just heard people like, oh yeah man, like amazing dialogue. I just love it. I was like, is that why I like him? I don't think so. I think he does have a vision. He has a keen eye for things. Um, and he makes me like engaged and involved. But I don't know. Nah, I mean, it's definitely the dialogue for me. Uh, I would say that he, you know, the the stuff he writes is is very snappy. Very like it's it's just. It's almost like the dialogue is like a score in and of itself. It, it yeah. never stops. The characters never stop. They're always on go. Everyone's clever. Um, you know, and even the newsroom was a show on HBO that I, I enjoyed of his as well. So I, I've just been kind of a big fan. And even the Charlie Chicago Seven, which is probably the weakest thing he's done out of his last like, I mean, it went Social Network, Moneyball, Newsroom, which I like Steve Jobs, Molly's Game, then Charlie Chicago Seven. That's probably the weakest one of those. But, I mean, those are hitters, one after the other. And Moneyball is like the X factor there because it's a movie about baseball and, like, putting the team together. It's not even like, I mean, it follows the team, but it's more just about Brad Pitt. Like, that movie should not be as entertaining as it is. It's insane. But that dialogue, man, he he keeps it going. It's super clever. I, I, love, I love Aaron Sorkin. And I'll say this. He can do wrong. But everything he's done to this point, I mean, I feel like that's all the reason in the world to be excited about it. That's true. Hey, you do. Hey, his last <laughs> movies have been great. It's it, it's hard to name a dud, right? Other yeah. than like Charles Chicago Seven, like a little bit. Like it's not even that. Like that movie was nominated. Uh, so um, so that's fair. That's that's fair. I'll give you that one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. I just, if you, that's what you feel, I respect it. We'll see how this one turns out. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see what side of the history we're on. Yeah, it's going to be good, dude. I feel like there's no way. It's, I mean, it's going to be great. I mean, yeah. Nicole Kidman is just amazing. Yeah, Harvey Bardem, didn't even know that was him. <laughs> there you go. thought I was looking at Dizzy. He's in everything. He's in everything. Man. <laughs> we don't know what he's in. Uh, speaking of movies, well, <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, Dune Volume 2, it got greenlit. <laughs> um, what's funny about this is that there was uh, there was a well a very short amount of time I guess only about five days since the movie came out where the movie was not greenlit and there was a lot of discourse about Dune being a part one about hey temper your expectations there's not a big conclusion here this is kind of just world building and part two hopefully is coming but it was not officially announced even though when Denny went to go make the movie, he kind of said, hey, this needs to be a two-parter. This is how my vision's going to work, this and that. Like, everyone kind of knew there was going to be a part, unless it was a complete bomb, which it wasn't. Uh, and 
They finally announced it, though. So all that discourse, all that unsettled, all the unsettled uh, people can relax. Dune Volume 2 is coming out, Part 2. We're going to see an end to the story. Yeah, I, I think that's just, like, so ballsy of Danny D. Shout out to him. You know, because you're watching a movie and the bottom is, like, Part 1. You're like, oh, okay, great. You just assumed it yeah. was Part 2. But, but it wasn't even green, greenlit yet. Like, what, what a power move. Like, you know, this guy just bet on himself and, and <laughs> it's like yeah there's gonna be another one so uh be, be be prepared but you know they obviously worked it all out uh i just thought that was funny because i thought it was already like greenland i thought it was a yeah, thing i did too and then i saw that article come on reddit like why 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 hasn't it been and i was like oh shoot like that's gonna be intense and then i saw some other some other article like oh like movies that deserved a sequel never got it yeah and i was like oh i hope this isn't one of it just because you know pride or whatever you know yeah um but uh no it all worked out i mean it's gonna be great and i i i i'm happy it's not gonna be awkward when <laughs> there's just never a part two it's just like <laughs> yeah wow what happened to that movie i thought we were gonna do another one yeah it just didn't work out it's like what how what do you mean yeah right yeah, i mean that has happened well i mean it wouldn't be pride right it'd just, be, it'd just be money right but it's it, all it, money yeah it's all money dude yeah but it, it has happened and uh i mean even was alita battle angel i i love that movie I think it's one of the yeah. coolest movies I ever saw. I'd say like Dolby 3D, awesome experience, blown away. Steven Spielberg in his bag, and here we are just without a second one. They've talked about it a little bit, and it's just never gotten off the ground because it just didn't blow up. It wasn't big enough. If that movie would yeah. have doubled its budget or even made closer to it. I mean, it wouldn't even be a conversation. We'd already have a second one, maybe a third. So it does yeah, happen, yeah. but uh, I'm yeah. glad they got it. And, you know, so we can kind of hop right here into our review of dune uh let's see let me get the facts here let me get the car facts on dune this is a highly anticipated movie uh one that has been talked about endlessly even on this podcast we talked about it a ton because of the hbo max deal movies you know showing in theaters and on hbo max day and date and this is one of the tumultuous ones this is one that um the director did not want this movie shown on HBO Max. They wanted an exclusive theater situation. Still didn't get it, uh, which is great because I actually watched it from home. And even though I'll talk about that a little during the review because I regret watching it at home. But the synopsis here is uh, Paul Atreides. I say that right? Uh, a brilliant, gifted young man born into great destiny beyond his understanding must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, only those who can conquer their own fear will survive. Uh, so this is a two-hour and 35-minute movie directed by Denis Villeneuve, and it is uh, starring Timothy Chalamet, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, Jason Momoa, Zendaya, Dave Bautista, Javier Bardem. It kind of doesn't stop. Oh, Stephen Henderson's in there with like a weird his eyes going white for a second. Yeah. Uh, they're all over the place. The um, was it David Desma Desmalchian? Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot mm -hmm. Man. There you go. He's in there, uh, just looking awkward as hell. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a who's who of uh, actors. There there is why, like nothing but star power in this movie, uh, and 
it's long. So it is long. Uh, I can tell you this. You know, there's you, know, you talk about a review, a movie review. You want to know how the person feels going into it. If I say a movie's good or a movie sucks, you want to know a little bit about me. When I started this movie, I was dreading it. Uh, I thought the first mm-hmm. ten minutes were absolutely awful. Um, I yeah. thought that they were. It was it was kind of showing this backstory, and I was like, oh my gosh! And I turned it on, and my wife, who's not involved in any kind of pop culture, like really anything whatsoever, doesn't know anything about this movie coming out. Doesn't like care what it is. Doesn't know about what it is. It, she was sitting there watching it with me, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch this for the pod." So we're playing it. Like five minutes in, she's like, "This is so stupid." <laughs> and I was like, "I know, right?" And it was so annoying. Um, but something happened in that first after that first ten minutes. Movie started going along, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I kind of like this." Okay, and then like thirty minutes in, I was like, "Oh, this is pr- okay. Like I'm digging this." And then I would say like 30, 45 minutes to an hour in, I completely bought in. Uh, I really enjoyed the movie overall. I regret watching it at home. I, I think as a person who loves movies, and I consider myself a person that loves movies, I need to go see this in IMAX before it leaves IMAX because it just almost feels like the right thing to do. It feels like an, a moral obligation to cinema that I have to go see this in the theater. Uh, I I enjoy I, I don't think it was perfect, but I enjoyed the Dune experience. Madman, what'd you think? Well, I'm happy to hear that uh, you say that because I think one of the big reasons why we started this podcast is also with like the vision of like we're not big like Star Wars guys. You know? No, like, we're not big, not like, at all. You know, like um, oh, like you you have to like, like I I just like movies. I like what I like, and nope. I want to talk about stuff I like. I hate like. Yes. Oh, let's dive down like the the Star Wars. Like I, I feel like it's always Star Wars because it's you know been along for such a long time and mm-hmm. I've done so much for like sci-fi and just like adventure and stuff. But um, but I I was really thinking like shoot like I I never really experienced or really enjoyed the Star Wars like saga right because I didn't really care about it. Same thing goes with like Lord of the Rings. Like I I never really cared about it. You know. I think Harry Potter is the only one that I kind of care. You know, like big franchises here, you know, because I I was a kid when I watched the first ones, and I you know I loved it and I liked watching it, and um, but I know Star Wars. I I've seen most of the movies too. I you know I like what I like too, and okay, they're fine or whatever. But I'm not like as invested, you know, dressing up as a freaking Jedi Master. Like it's like <laughs> yeah. it's all right, it's cool, but it's not it's not for me, you know. And I was thinking like, shoot, like is Dubs gonna like? dune because he doesn't like star wars and this is like star wars ish yeah like this is like yeah. i don't know if like dune was inspired by star wars or star wars was inspired by dune i don't, I don't know which one came first to be honest with you because i don't know the lore on on dune i i i know it's based on the book i know there was already a movie that they made um that i didn't see i think like what was it fincher was it that made that movie or no um, no 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 uh, not okay. Sure. It's it was uh, it came out in 1984, directed by David Lynch. Oh, David Lynch, yeah, Lynch, Fincher, you know, yeah, the same person. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> D- David Lynch, yeah, and I think like I don't know if it's Sting or something. There's like so there's like a musician that's in the movie. <laughs> it's like what the? That's a weird casting, but you know, I mean, it's a different time. Um, so I, I don't know any about that. I don't know anything about that, right? But I do know that this is kind of like Star Wars. And I was like, mm. shoot, is Dub's going to like this? And then I'm happy to hear that you bought in. Um, yeah. Well, I did buy in. And here's the thing. So here's this is my, here's my couple Star Wars takes for the people. 
First of all, shout out Star Wars. If you love Star Wars, I love you. Yeah. You know, shout out Screen, Screen Champs is happy to have you. And when they yeah, come I out with another Star Wars. Wars movie, we'll review it and I'll review it with an open heart. Here's the thing. I'm a snob about like special effects. I'm a snob about the way things look. And I did not see Star Wars when I was a kid. So the first Star Wars came out, and I don't even know when. I'm gonna look that up real quick because I honestly, the first Star Wars ever. Oh man, yeah, sixty nine. like seventy two. And I just remember watching it. Oh, 1977. So and I remember watching oh, okay. it and being like, oh, this looks like super old, you know. And I just didn't buy in. I didn't think it was that exciting. And it kind of is what it is. If I saw it when I was five or six, I probably would feel completely different about all of it, right? Yeah. And so because of that, when the newer ones came out, I actually enjoyed those more. Uh like episode one, episode two, episode three, and they had like the pod racing, which I thought was super cool. And yeah, that was badass. Yeah, like we're like I was like, man, I'd love to have a pod and like race like this children. is awesome. And then every Star Wars fan was like, These are trash, like this is the worst. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ah, well, clearly I don't get Star Wars then. And I just kind of moved on. And so, you know, these last couple that came out, I didn't even see the last one because once a movie's over two hours, if I'm not, if I don't care, I'm never going to watch it. And they're just so that long. That was pretty dope. It was pretty cool. But I did All like better. The New Hope, the one with like Ray, I guess, or whatever. I yeah. don't know. Like, I, I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. Storytelling. Yeah. I didn't think it was crazy. So I don't hate Star Wars. I just, it, it's a really intense fandom. And because I didn't like the originals, I, ne- I never really fully bought in. And so I've just always kind of stayed away. It's almost like if you're not going to show it the proper respect, just, you know, stay in your lane. And I'm staying in my lane. I'm staying far away from Star Wars. Uh, and I definitely saw the Star Wars uh, similarities here. But, you know, we're also dealing with, I mean, there was some of these shots in this movie. I, I was just literally watching my TV just pissed that I wasn't in a theater. Yeah. so mad. No, it's, I mean, really, 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 really great pretty film i did not see this in imax i didn't see in 3d i just saw a regular format and um still had a great time still impressed by just like the visual um um you know vision of freaking denny like he knows how to make things look pretty <laughs> like he just he knows what to do like just to make it look dope and, and captivating like it was just like amazing and then you know you start buying into the storyline what's going on here they're like i would say like game of thrones where they're, they're talking about like oh this is the house of this this is like this part you know like it's all it's all weird where it's um it's like royalty and stuff um mm-hmm. but it's it's just the world's now like this is where we're at now and and this is civilization and and um and then every character you know just like went into their character. Like I loved every actor in this movie. And this is a star studded, like um, ensemble cast. And so you know, sometimes you'll see that and they just don't do well. Or like, you know, they'll start falling off. They're not great. I think feel like everyone killed it in, uh, in, in their roles yeah. in this movie. Oh, yeah. And like made me just buy in from the get go. I was just like amazed with it. Um, and, uh, and I was very happy with the film. It's, it's, it is long. And um, I, I I was still entertained during the whole time. I feel like whenever I see slow burn, it's like boring. It's like oh, it's just the movie's boring as shit. It's slow burn. Like no, it's it it's not that. It's it, it is long, but the way that the um 
the cinematography and the score, like the way it worked together just to keep the movie going. I like I just loved it so much. And some of the sounds that I heard that you know Hans Zimmer created, it it did feel like a like a sleep app or something. <laughs> like, hey, play this like <laughs> these songs and you'll go to sleep, which is not the move, right? You don't want to watch a movie and fall asleep. If anything, it's only like helping out what I'm trying to avoid of saying like, oh, it was boring because it wasn't. But um, yeah, no, I don't know. I just feel like he did such a great job and I was like bought in and I loved everything about it. And then the movie really kicks up like an hour and some in and it gets pretty intense. Um, almost like video game-ish, almost like Halo-ish, you know, like where you're playing these video games and it's like the worlds and things are happening, things are exploding, but it's just amazing watching it on screen. I I, I still got the same effect from a regular format. You know, like, yeah, obviously they, they're saying like watching IMAX, watching Adobe, watching it like in this higher end format. I still had fun watching it in my regular format. So if you if you're if you want to pay the extra four bucks, five bucks for IMAX, it's all right. Just watch the movie on the damn screen. Like it's it's really good. Uh, it's really huge. Pay the four dollars. <laughs> no, obviously, <laughs> do it. Yeah, do it. But uh, but I, I, <laughs> no, I mean, the, the, the Showtime I happened to watch was just a regular one, and I was all in. Like I I, I was all about it, and I I saw it again with some friends, um, on their TV. And it it was it, it was all right it, it it was still good but um I I I felt like I was I was kind of like defending them I was like no I feel like man like on on screen oh you, know, you get to watch all that you get to hear everything yeah but, you know they they still had fun it was still an entertain, entertaining movie but I you know I I just felt like like it just kept going and it it got me into it like. Mad Max ish, you know, and and it's more than just the sand. The sand, there's sand freaking everywhere in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> Dune. I do you know why it was called Dune? Uh, sand dunes, <laughs> bro. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. No I don't know. Is that why? I'm, I'm no. I think I'm assuming too because of the freaking yeah. the, the world that they're at, like this sand world or whatever. Because they're trying to get the spice or like because of that. I I I, I forgot what. Not that I forgot. I didn't know the movie was about this. I didn't know that. Like, I, I really had no idea what I was coming into, and that's why I think I enjoyed it more. Where probably some of the things I'm saying people might not like because they're like, "Oh, you got to watch the older movie with you know Lynch." Like, that's the one. Oh, you you haven't read the book? You need to read the book, man. Like this this is really good, really really amazing thing. I feel like because I, I I was just so fresh, yeah, you know? <laughs> like so just empty, like not knowing anything about Dune. I loved it even more. I feel like it made me enjoy the movie a lot more, and I, I just was less critical on it because there was nothing, you know, uh, giving me, like, expectations or something like, oh, like, you have to look out for this. They need to do this justice. This needs to this character this, this character that. I just loved everything yeah. that was being presented to me, and I bought in. Yeah, well, I know. I mean, I think people do love the book, and but I, I don't think people love the 1984 Dune. I don't think it's necessarily held in high regard. Uh, and mm. I could be wrong, you know. Don't at me or at me, actually. Please yell at me. I don't give a shit. Uh, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> please, yeah, engage. Uh, it's, but I mean, yeah, I, I think whether you're a fan of the book or whatever and, and if anyone's like you need to read the book like you'll you know we're not gonna read the book so just i'm not gonna read the yeah. book yeah chill out but i'm down to read a wikipedia article about there you go like, yeah, is there spark notes or what or is like yeah. a spark a wikipedia article about the spark notes would be ideal but yeah i mean there's this is i mean this is a movie man like yeah. we you know, it's a movie and it's a part one and 
it's it feels complete, but it, it just feels like a different world. And uh, so I'm sure that's how Star Wars felt in 1977 when people were watching it for the first time and being introduced to this different world. But uh, it, it just feels like a different world. Shout out Timothy Chalamet. Uh, I've not been a Timothy Chalamet guy until now. I am now a Chalamet guy. I'm on board. I, yeah. I, I'm i believing the hype. I felt like he had done nothing to uh, get me excited, and now I'm all about it. So I'm a big Timothy Chalamet guy. I'm also a big Momoa guy. I felt like he was super fun in this movie. Yeah. And people are like, oh, you didn't like Jason Momoa before? Like, for what? Like, what has he done? Been in a DC movie? Justice League? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, I don't care. So this was awesome. This was cool. I, I bought into his character. He has a smaller role here, but he was having a ton of fun with it, and I just really enjoyed him there. And uh, everyone else I'd already bought in with. The mom kind of freaks me out. I'm kind of curious to see how she goes part two because she's a little jumpy. Like backstory? She's a little jittery. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's no, no, I, I, I definitely agree with you with your uh, Timothy Chalamet and uh, and Jason Momoa take because I... Yeah. I I, I liked them so much. And like Timothy, I'm like, what's the hype with this guy, huh? Like, what's up? Like, what's 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 going on with this? I'm supposed to believe he's Oscar Isaac's son. That's what I did. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is hey, you gotta protect the house. Like, this is <laughs> this is your dynasty. You're the Messiah. I was calling him the Messiah the whole time. I was like, it's got guys. it's got Messiah vibes for sure. I was like, AM brother. <laughs> that 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 house of Atreides or whatever the fuck they're called. No, like, uh, I was yeah. all about it. I mean, Oscar Isaac, I knew was going to kill it. I'm just biased now. Everything he does, I just love. Well, it's because he's um, good. Yeah. Makes and then Josh Brolin, just, you know, this one, he's kind of playing like a freaking kind of bro, you know, like kind of like a, like a weapons master. Oh, he's uh, Jason good, Momoa, though. though. He's good. Man, man, I freaking love Jason Momoa so much. He was so cool. They did his little yeah. salute right before they get into a fight. I was like, I just do that every time I clock into work now or something. <laughs> like, I'm just like, <laughs> let's go, baby. <laughs> like, go on the freeway. I'm just like over here signaling everyone. Like, I'm ready for war. Come at me. <laughs> um, But uh, shout out with how intense they made Stellan Skarsgård, like, his, like, villain. Like, his, like... I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm just gonna say like the Baron, <laughs> the Baron of yeah. House Harkonnen or whatever. He was a little weird. Man, that guy was scared the shit out of me, dude. I would I would say that would fall under like my like least favorite scenes. Uh, this is when you know when I said the movie's not perfect. Uh, it, it's not. I at least for me, I, I wouldn't call it perfect at all. But uh, and I do think it dragged a bits, and I do think it could have been shorter. That character was weird. Uh, I just feel like. I was just so uncomfortable every time I was seeing him. I just kept thinking about like what kind of like neck suit he was wearing, and then at one point he just starts like floating, (laughs) like like he stands but then just keeps going. And I was like, "Wait, is this guy taller? Did he just float for no reason? Like, what's happening (laughs) right now?" And uh, I don't know. I just that's his thing. Yeah, maybe there's more that I don't understand. And there's a while where he was just like under some sludge, and then they're like, you know, know there's no way there's no way he could have survived that storm. With winds yeah. going, you know, Dave Bautista's walling out, and then he just yeah. comes up out of the sledge, like, so they're finally dead. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> yeah. What were no, you doing in there? Bro, well, I mean, all right, I'm not saying he's perfect either, <laughs> but I read somewhere, just like, oh, man, like, I love how he, seems like he got inspired by Marlon Brando, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, wait, I know, he's not... He's not that like, like, like it didn't take him that much just to you know talk slowly and just be like, just talk like, slowly yeah yeah just like, be like yeah it seems like everything he says is like tiring him out 
Yeah. He's like, oh, like, it's going to oh, be yeah, rough th- to get through this sentence. Like, let's go. <laughs> like, There's a scene where he rubs his bald head. Yeah, that's taken from uh, Marlon uh, Brando in Apocalypse oh, Now. Or, and I'm like, bro, like, Come on. relax. Come on. Like, no, yeah. it's not. That's, that's no, but yeah, that, I mean, sci-fi, right? The sci-fi movie, this guy has like gravity, like belt or something connected to his spine to yeah, have him yeah. like levitate at whatever point. But someone was like, oh, is he a snake? They're like, no, that was just his robe. He just likes to wear a really long robe. So well, yeah, he lifts that's, up. That's why it was weird. Like, oh, so, yeah. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad people are talking about it, right? I didn't, you know, because I, I just finished this movie uh, probably about like an hour and a half ago. So I haven't really yeah. like dug in. Um, and I was able to watch it in two parts thanks to the magic of HBO Max and watching it at home. But yeah. I, yeah, when he started floating, I was like, wait, what? Dude, yeah. this is so unnecessary. But yeah, apparently yeah. You know, he's got the thing on his back. And, you know, I get the sci-fi stuff there. This is a sci-fi movie. I'm also not a big sci-fi person. Uh, but yeah. there's as a movie fan, it's just so beautiful, right? And, and the score, Hans Zimmer, I feel like I've said in his bag a thousand times on this pod. Yeah, He's in his bag on this one. He is. He's killing. And, and so the score brings it together. And I, I can't wait to watch it in IMAX with the sound system and to see just some of those scenes. Like, there's the scene where, um, like, uh, uh, there's a scene where Timothy Chalamet, they're going out to get that spice thing that's that's harvesting all the spice, and they're not able to pick it up for the sandworm. And Timothy Chalamet ends up getting high out there on the spice and just, you know, vibing out and shit. And then yeah. Josh Brolin goes to save him, and they're running back as the sandworm's coming to get him. And that's that. That moment was the first time among a couple times where I was like, "Shit, I need to be in a theater." Like I messed up. Yeah, this is this is not supposed to be watched at home. And just that in and of itself, putting together this movie, creating this world, and as a movie lover, that's getting at least like an eighty for me. Like I'm going to score higher than that, but that's it's just purely based on the score, cinematography. The way this looks, the care that was yeah. put into it, it's it's so beautiful. Um, so, not a huge sci-fi fan. Do I love all the stuff around it? Not really. Uh, but Timothy Chalamet is great, and he's the main part of the movie, and he really carries it and does a good job. I'm excited to see what happens next. And yeah, I so I went for someone not too hyped for Dune at all. I was kind of, I mean, so so much so that the movie came out a week ago. Or like five days ago, and I, I've been like putting it off, watching it until like literally today. But man, you got to watch Dune, even if you're not a sci-fi person, even if you're dreading the runtime. You got to watch it and go watch it in the theater if you like movies at all. Yeah, absolutely, and, and listen to the to the score too. Listen to the score, and and there's, I mean, there's a lot of good synthy like sounds, but there's yeah. like an incorporation of like bagpipes and like. Like it, it was kind of creepy, but kind of like dope too. There was like throat singing too. I don't know if you caught on to that, but there's a scene where people are getting ready yeah. for war, and there's like a throat singing stuff going on that creeped the shit out of me. But yeah, it was, I was like, pretty uncomfortable with that. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I liked it, and you know, like in the original movie or whatever, Toto did the, the music. So, um, shout out to Toto from Hans Zimmer. You know, this is gonna bound to be better and better support. Yeah, <laughs> uh, freaking Denny's uh vision, but um. But no, I mean overall, I great movie. Just like really, really good film. Check it out. Check it out. Can I, can I talk about it. something it's I didn't really like? Good. Is it about? Uh, well, actually, yes. And I'll and I'll tell you one thing too. 
Okay, so I didn't like it. I really it. just have one thing that kind of annoyed me. It's kind of funny. Because I feel like it had no effect during the actual fights. Is there little, like, um, shields? Shield? Yeah. They're shields? They're like little yeah. blue-red shields, right? Like, so they put it on. And at first, I thought it was just something they were using, like, during training. So they didn't, like, kill each other when he was training at the beginning. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, for sure. But then, like, everyone had a shield during the fight. But it looked like just a normal fight. Like, it didn't, it didn't seem like the shields did anything at all. So what's up with the shields? <laughs> There's uh even on the like the machinery too, even like on like yeah. vehicles and stuff. Well, like, even it has a shield. The machinery, like it still got through to it, but it looked like there was some resistance. Right? But there's a, little, a part yeah. where Aquaman's just going and slicing up everyone and he's just <laughs> cutting them up. There's no shield resistance whatsoever. And then he gets stabbed. No shield it's just like you know, like every spoilers. Um but yeah, like it just seems like the shields did absolutely nothing other than look weird. There's there's a there's criticisms that I've read about them being like ineffective, and um, I think yeah, I, I think in the book or even in the movie they're a little bit more effective. But I just took it as like you know playing video games, like playing Halo or something, or just playing you know um, whatever. <laughs> you 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 have some shield on you, and you you get some head, you could take some hits, but it can't you know just like absolutely protect you all the way like it'll, it'll just help you out for a little bit but enough where you're able to kill them before they kill you or something um yeah i they're, mean, maybe, I, mean they're, I don't know they're like pretty weak yeah oh i've yeah. seen other sci-fi oh. movies that have better shields yeah you know, like there's other sci-fi movies that have a whole shield built i, I think like not even sci-fi they're just superhero you know i feel like black panther like i feel like their shields were better than these shields well yeah um, i mean it was just it literally i was because i was watching it and i was like let me see how these shields everyone's because there's a part where like two armies like run at each other or just two groups of people and it just looked like a normal fight scene except randomly people would turn blue and red like but there was no it just the shields didn't stop shit i didn't see a moment yeah Except when you know the character gets like kind of hit in the back and it like it like pushes through the shield for a second. That was the only yeah. strong shield the whole time. Every other shield yeah. was a weak shield. So that was that was the biggest <laughs> thing that annoyed me. I was like, man, these shields aren't doing anything. And uh, I was glad. <laughs> You're like, who manufactured these? Yeah. Who, who's who's building these? And, and so there yeah. was that fight at the end of the movie, and there was no shields. And I was like, thank goodness, like there's no fake shields here. But uh, yeah. Okay. So what what didn't you like? Well, so we talked about like so many actors and not Z- Zendaya. Mm. Um, so she's in this movie. Man, shout out to her, bro. Yeah. She's getting paid. You know, um, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but she was only on set for like four days or something. Yeah. She got paid. Oh, yeah. She got paid. She's out there doing tours. She's doing everything to support this movie. She just knows how to have a how to give a good like look you know like something about her eyes like just like something about like her not seeing anything and looking at you in a dream like she just knows how to do it mm. and uh it really has uh, helped her out to secure the bag and this first part you know there's gonna be part two i'm i'm sure she's gonna be more involved in it but uh yeah i just thought that was funny because i was like where's zendaya at i was like where's yeah. where's zendaya at? she kept popping then, up uh, in dreams like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and then you it. see her you know yeah you do see her but I was just like, I wouldn't have let you. Wow, hurt my I feel friends. like it was advertised like as a star cross, you know, love, you know, romantic sci-fi, you know, vision, and yeah, you know, I don't know. Well, What's I think that part? starts in part two, right? I mean, that's that's at I least believe. the way it looked, you know. Yeah, but no, I I get you there. They uh, studios are shameless with that, right? Like they just will 
It's the age old thing. I mean, you put someone that's was it Brian Cranston and Godzilla? You know, oh, like man. they filmed the Talk movie. Talk about all of a sudden freaking man, bats popping off. off. It's like he's dead. In the first like the 10 first minutes. five minutes. Yeah, it's like he's yeah. Down. All right. So, how do you want to score this movie? Uh, so spice, spice. You got sandworms. Sandworms. I do like sandworms. Yeah, sandworms. You got uh, Zendaya dreams. Um, mm. oof, I don't know. I feel like uh, was there something subtle that really stood out to you? Where you're like, what's up with that? Oh, uh, the uh, little like, hunter bee thing. The thumper, thumper, thumper. What was that? Like that big ass spider creature? No, that was, that was fucking scary. weird though, Remember right? That, that was, I yeah. was, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was, that. I think it had like human, like limbs. yeah, it had human hands. There was that was a moment. That that was a moment where. That happened, right? It just cut to there, and it looked like a scene out of American Horror Story. And scared the shit like, out of me. I was like, oh, what the fuck? And yeah. they're like, no. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what is this? Falls away. <laughs> and, yeah, my wife was there, too, and we are watching. I was like, this is uh, this is weird. And she's like, this is weird. <laughs> and I was like, is this too weird? And we're like, this might be too weird. And then that little creepy bastard walked off the screen. I was like, oh, thank God. And then the movie just kept going. But it was it was a moment where I was like, nope, I'm not buying into this. You went a little too sci-fi for me. I can't do it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, they they pulled back. Um, so no, Thumper was like the little thing I think that uh, saved him at the end there with the sandworm. Or he's like, he only survived because I activated my Thumper. Um, oh, yeah, I'm down for a Thumper. I'm down for a Thumper. I like that. That, that. that was a very good. Yeah, he was like pissed off because he was like, I want your water. My Thumper saved you. Yeah. And like when they say they want your water, like they want to kill you and just yeah, yeah, pretty intense. Water is, I mean, they, I don't think they, they could have stressed how water was important a little bit more, but uh, yeah, water is very important. You're recycling your your blood, well, not blood, tears, sweat, any other things coming at you. Your little badass suit is going to recycle that. Yeah, you drink the water from it. That's weird, but that's yeah. I mean. I'm kind of down for that though, but yeah. I mean, that twist. would be like dope for like Coachella. He's walking around in that suit, <laughs> drinking recycled water. <laughs> I don't want to drink my water. You're like, damn, <laughs> man, man, you got a lot of water. Oh yeah, I, you know, just staying drunk a lot. all day. Yeah, like it's like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah. a lot of pee. It's all recycled right. though, it's good. <laughs> so, all right, thumpers. Uh, how many thumpers you want to give this? Thumpers, are you ready? Oh yeah. I'm gonna give it 95 thumpers. Wow! I freaking love that's this a movie, score. Man. I loved it. It was so good. I just like from the beginning to the end, like it didn't stop. I I I love my three word review is should have been longer because okay, well, I, like it it ended okay. and I was like no like what let's get some more and I waited for like after credit scene give me a little bit more taste you know that that's why we'd stay for that after credit scenes too so we could get a little bit more. From the movie we just watched, and get any of that, I think this it might be up there on the best movie I've seen this year, and I, I don't know why too. I, I I just really loved the movie. Like I I have no idea why, but it's freaking amazing. It was, it was freaking dope. good. It was really well done. I bought in. Yeah, I bought I bought all the way in. Yeah. So this is uh, I, I'm excited to see what's going on with part two. Uh, my score here is going to be uh, 89 thumpers out of 100. Uh, Yeah, I I thought it was, I mean, it was was really good. It was really well done. And um, do I necessarily think it's the most exciting movie? Not necessarily, which is also why, you know, I I made the comment earlier. Like, I think I'd rather see the best Michael Bay movie than the best Denny movie, just because 
I, there's a certain excitement level that I'm just not getting out of it. There's some real epic moments that just kind of put this over the edge, and it's just something you don't see every day. And so you got to respect a movie that's doing that. Um, 89. And so, yeah, my three-word reviews is going to be uh, now part two. Uh, we got we just got to see how this ends, you know. So they've they've really set the groundwork for something exciting, but I also think some of what this movie has to offer is potential. You know, it it really it's it's a good base, and so now it's like, all right, how are you going to deliver on this? You, you kind of created yeah. the world, and Den- Denny has alluded to the fact that yeah, we had to set up a lot of the lore. The next one, there's going to be more action. It's going to be like more fun. We're gonna we're going to be able to have some fun with that world because we don't have to set everything up. So, you know, now part two. Are they going to be able to deliver on the epic kind of promise that they've made with this movie? And I hope they do. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> All Hell right. Yeah. And I I'm think about that, that, uh, that ends our episode here coming out on a random day. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, guys, that sounded great. Uh, can we get everyone to reset? All right. Take two.